don't think that every piece of content you create has to be unique. Yes, you should definitely be um, creating content for platforms specifically. You know that things should be shot in vertical now instead of horizontal. But if you have a really great piece of content that lives on your site that's useful, you can find different ways for that to be served across different social platforms, which is a bit what we call the waterfall effect. You make one great thing and then you can then reuse it across different areas in a way that's meaningful, which means you kind of get four bites of the cherry. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. It's Elevate Podcast producer Cass Charlesworth here. Way back in 1996, Microsoft's Bill Gates coined a very well-known phrase. He said when it comes to marketing and the internet, content is king. That was well before the internet was entirely mainstream and long before social media. But the saying is as true today as it was visionary at the time. Every real estate brand and every agent is aware that content helps them build a presence in the marketplace. But when it comes to creating great content, it can be a big challenge. It's a challenge to find the time, it's a challenge to become consistent, and it's also a challenge to stand out in the crowd. My guest today is an expert in the big wide world of content. Claire Bradley has worked in content for more than 20 years and now heads up a team of more than 100 people producing commercial content for News Corp. Welcome to the show, Claire. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you here today because we're going to look at some ideas for agents. We are going to talk about how News Corp can also assist them. But I think it's really interesting because when I think of News Corp, I think of newspapers every day and I think of journalists beavering around creating great stories that we read online and in print. So what does your role involve? Because it's quite different. It is, it is. Look, I have a long history at News, so I've been here for 19 years. So um, at different points in my career here, I have been that journalist who was beavering around. Um, But what I really love now is a lot of that work that I used to do for our own brands, I now do with um, clients and partners um, and other brands to help them build their content network, which I think is actually really exciting. That is exciting. And it's such a big part of the real estate sphere, marketing content, creating really interesting things. So Let's talk about real estate content. Why does it matter? I'm an agent. I've got a billboard. I've posted some ads. And I'm also putting up my just list of just sold things on social media. Why would I need to consider creating more content beyond that? I think the most important answer to that question is that your audience or consumers or clients actually demand it. It's not a choice anymore. Do I need to make content? Does it matter? Should I? Actually, we've done a large piece of research that says that if you are a brand who is not creating content for your audience and engaging them, they're actually feeling disappointed by you. They expect it from you. And so realistically, you need to find out what it is you need to do to help them stay engaged with you as a brand. There's lots of different types of content. We can talk video, which has been big recently. We could talk written content. What sort of content should agencies be focusing on and producing? Look, all of the content is a great idea, but not everyone has time to do all of that, right? So I think that, you know, your approach to content, uh, it, it kind of is up to you based on how much energy you have or, you know, budget you have 
to put into it or time. Um, you know, all, all of the things uh, that engage audiences are, it is, yes, absolutely video. It's one of the, it's one of those things that you can't ignore it. You need it. Um, but there's also lots of really important ways that you can engage through kind of more basic copy and written word as well. So I guess the thing to remember is that it doesn't all have to be giant long form video. Like it, it's really important to know, like how are, how are your, um, consumers or your audience or your buyers or um, sellers, how are they actually going to interact with your brand? Um, and making a bit of a plan that way will help you kind of get more bang for your buck or certainly um, make sure you're making some good decisions. So if I'm an agency and I'm sitting here, do I need a content strategy? Should I be saying I need to roll out content across the next three months or a year? What? How do I approach the strategic side of it? Um, I would definitely make a plan. I think that a, a more uh, strategic plan to your content is going to help you, one, actually have time to do it. A scattergun approach is is often a bit of wasted. It, it, help, it means that you waste a bit of time. You're not able to kind of um, lock it into a schedule, fit it in around the work. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, real estate agents are really busy. You know, you're out and about, you're showing homes, you're doing stuff. You don't have time to sit there and like, you know, craft a piece of um, writing or have a lot of time to be able to do this so um, I would be strategic about it plus you don't want to try and be all things to everybody like you know my recommendation is don't try and feed every single platform there's a lot of social platforms pick the ones that you're the people that you're trying to target are in so um, having a bit of a view of like do you know what I'm probably only going to be able to you know, write or spend this much time on content. So what is the best use of that? I would probably block out a time, try and do something on a down day. If you, if, you know, if Mondays are the day or Tuesdays or Wednesdays, whatever the day is, try and set yourself a bit of permanent time to make a plan for it. Um, we just find that that's how people don't kind of get stuck in the hang on, what am I doing? They just get something done and then they move on. They allocate time to it and then they move on because it's not the, it's not the core part of what you do. Let's be honest. Exactly. It's not the core part of what agents do. And sometimes it can be a challenge, as I mentioned in the intro, to stand out from the crowd. There is a lot of white noise in the real estate space. And often we see just listed, just sold. That's the extent of the strategy that people have in place. And while that's good for profiling properties, it doesn't necessarily engage with your audience. So you and I are going to do a little brainstorm of perhaps 15 content ideas that real estate agencies can use just as a bit of you know, inspiration. Um, and then work out how they might want to implement it in that biz in their business or whether they might want to have other somebody else come in and do it for them. So let's talk top content ideas. Bit of a brainstorm here. <laughs> so where should we start? Um, let's maybe kick off with frequently asked questions, which is something lots of agents get. Is this a good tool to use? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's some of those frequently asked questions are a really good opportunity for you to bed in your credentials. Um, if you become the person that helps people navigate what can be really challenging. So um, I think that your brand USP is really important to consider when you're looking at ideas for content. So if you're someone who's got a huge amount of experience in either the localized area or a huge amount of experience in a specialized kind of um, part of real estate, that is a really good opportunity for you to be able to position yourself as being the center of excellence or the person who absolutely understands that so faqs those things that i mean you know what you get asked all the time right it's actually as straightforward as just write down the answers and 
instead of <laughs> sending it, like if you think about it, the analogy of an email of sending to one person, send to all by creating an FAQs that everybody can engage with. If you do, if you do take a more FAQ approach, it then also means that you can use that as a tool through your social. Don't think that every piece of content you create has to be unique. Yes, you should definitely be um, creating content for platforms specifically. You know that things should be shot in vertical now instead of horizontal, but if you have a really great piece of content that lives on your site that's useful, you can find different ways for that to be served across different social platforms, which is a bit what we call the waterfall effect. You make one great thing and then you can then reuse it across different areas in a way that's meaningful, which means you kind of get four bites of the cherry. Fabulous. And we're going to come back to that and talk about scaling up content and how you could use it across different areas a little bit later, because that's a really good point. You know, why recreate the wheel over and over again? The next one, I guess, that's pretty popular and tends to trend is how to's. So what sort of topics are you looking for for how to's? You know, where would people find that? Um, again, is that step-by-step stuff? If you're helping people navigate a tricky process, how to, so start with the biggest question you're asked. And to be honest, your how to's might come off what your FAQs are. You might go, this is your list of FAQs that you're asked all the time. Here's an answer for them. If you've identified that two or three of them are ones that are really the ones you get asked a lot, take that as your inspiration of just step it out. Just literally like you would talk to someone say, what would your answer be? First, you need to do this. Then you need to do that. Again, this helpfulness is what your audience or your your customer is absolutely craving from you. And that's what content does. Content is different in, in a kind of creative or media campaign that makes people aware of your brand and it has a more top of funnel high awareness of who are you as a real estate agent and where do you service and thank you for telling me you exist. Content is the way to actually have people identify with you as a brand. And if you are someone who serves them content that is helpful and engaging, they're like, actually, I trust you guys. Next time I'm looking at it or I see a listing from you, you're like, I know that one and I really like them because they're really helpful. Yeah, and it can be simple stuff too, like how to style your home, how to refresh your garden, all those, you know, how to make your rental more energy efficient, all those things that, you know, might help. Absolutely. It just that helpful nature. And you guys will know, everyone knows what it is, the questions they get asked or the ones that, you know, you socialize when you're sitting, when you go to a dinner party and people figure out what you do, they're like, oh my God, here's this thing. I've been looking for someone who can help me with that. Be the person that helps people and it will totally come, it will pay you back in spades. I love that. That's the question you asked at the dinner party. You know, how would I navigate this? That's true. That's a great source of content. Behind the scenes, we know that Lux Listings and Million Dollar Agent has just really sparked this interest in being a real estate agent. So how can agents use this, um, that trend to best effect? I think that that's a perfect example of things that you want to be pushing in social. So well, some of the social, the stories, functionalities, all of that, they're just looking for snippets of being the, you know, fly on a wall. Um, I, I totally recommend don't overthink that. Just capturing snippets where you see what's going on in the background, perfect for short, fast um, content that can happily disappear. It's not evergreen. It's not searchable. It doesn't need to be. Don't put too much pressure on it. Just literally shoot clips while you're on set or while you're doing whatever you're doing like in um show like literally whatever you're doing the bit that you think is interesting shoot small clips make sure it's always vertical um and then what i would say is before you upload it to your social 
just take a second to maybe brighten it up. It's just in the filters that's already in there. Like it doesn't take very long and actually it just cleans it up a little bit, gives it a little bit of polish, which is nice. I actually saw a great example of this. I think it was yesterday and it was an agent going around turning on all the light switches in a house and it was just showing yeah. that process before an inspection. I don't know why it stayed with me, but I thought, of course, you have to turn <laughs> the lights on for the, you know, to make it look bright. Anyway. Or shooting houses, you know, like you always think about what does it look like? I mean, look, one of the goal, I, my background is in interiors as well. I used to run our interiors um, team here and just the gold of um, what houses looked like before they were styled and after, you have to be really careful with it because it can be a bit car crash TV. But even things like what did you do to tidy it up? And it can be just as simple as putting the toaster, like, you know, when you go into an open home and there's, you know, always a very stylish, there's a there's a vase and, and it doesn't look like real life. And so a little bit of the capturing of real life against that, I think it can, I mean, I don't think you want like a whole house full of kids' toys and stuff everywhere. That's probably not what it is. But I don't know, a little bit of before and after is fun, right? We all like that I love it you're staring into somebody else's home that's always really interesting totally okay staff profiles and I know agents are quite good at putting together staff profiles but everyone has a passion for property and everybody embraced real estate and loves it how can we spice up those staff profiles to be a bit more interesting when it comes to a piece of content Again, it depends what kind of a business you are or type of agent um, you are. So if you're looking, if your USP in market is to be, for example, having a high level of intelligence in certain areas, that's one of the things um, to highlight and be really clear about um, not, not all agents are equal. You don't want to all be carbon copy. You want to have personality and people want to feel that trust. So whatever it is that you think um, looks like trust in your world. So if it's market intelligence, talk about how many years you've been doing it and um, even perhaps an interesting fact that you've learned because you've been in it for so long. So really ladder to the USP you're trying to position. Um, if you're in a more suburban, you're talking to families, share a bit about the fact that you're a family or a story when you purchase something. Like just sharing a little bit of who you are as a person, again, it will help. Um, certainly if you're attracting a, a kind of um, a like-minded type purchase, I guess it's a bit different in a commercial space, obviously, but from a residential perspective, just share who you are as a human. Humans buy houses from humans that's it's okay to show that it doesn't all have to be all shiny and polished actually just sharing who you are is the thing that makes it different to another one absolutely and it makes you memorable as well industry updates this is another one agents do tend to be quite good at um, but rules change all the time so what sort of things can can people tap into to use industry updates to help educate people I think synthesizing the top line messages, like often it can get a bit dry. So again, always trying to, um, uh, you, again, you might have um, a central piece of content, like an article or something that sits on your website. The way you serve it again is the bit that gives it currency. So making sure, yes, you've got a lot of information, which gives people everything they need to know around some kind of more technical things. Um, but the bit is like, why do I care now? Why would I read it now? Is that if it's talking about cost of living, obviously, so there's a lot of talk about that right now. Whatever the social um, conversation is, reserve it in a social platform or recut it, the top of it or headline or something like that. Just slightly shift it to be appropriate for now because that gives people incentive to be bothered to re-engage. And it means, again, you can, I know we're going to talk about this separately, but you can use the same piece of content and just serve it in a different way, which is which gives it currency for today. I love it. And it's also that what's in it for me factor. Why do I care as the audience? You know, how does it affect me? Um, all right. K 
case studies, aka how we sold it, which is something we've actually done with News Corp. We've talked about how, how agents have sold property. I love this as an idea. If you've had a tricky property, how did you manage to sell it? And how, what advantage do things like that have um, when it comes to content creation? How's that engaging the audience? I guess it's just building that experience and that safety, um, feeling safe about the fact that your agent's got it. Like the person you've chosen to sell people's properties, it's absolutely understanding, you know what, I'm in safe hands here. They know what they're doing. They've documented it and they've probably done it a lot of times. Um, I do feel like people really want to believe that, you know, it, it can be a challenging time for the sellers, obviously. So I just really want to be sure and building that authenticity and trust in the person who's going to do that for them and on their behalf. Give them good advice. Yeah, and it's showing behind the scenes as well. It's giving an insight into what the agent actually does because often that's underestimated. All right, latest innovations. So your agency might be rolling out, I don't know, a new tech platform. Perhaps they're embracing, I don't know, a new rental platform as well. Um, maybe that, how would they talk about this and make it interesting? Again, why do I care? Literally, if you're trying to consider, if you're trying to tell um, your, you know, customer or your audience or consumer or whomever that you're doing something different at the end of the day, why do they care? What does it do to help them? What is, how is it going to make their life easier? That is the lead. That is, you know, <laughs> don't talk so much about the platform, about how amazing it is. And then what we say, don't bury the lead and then go, because by the way, it's going to save you so much time when you're working with us. Or by the way, it makes it so much easier to do your paperwork. Like start with the thing that makes the most sense um, and just Absolutely be always aware that your customer or your client has a lot of things competing for their time um, and therefore you have to tell them really quickly why they should be bothered to keep reading that piece of or whatever you're trying to tell them. Next topic idea would be something like trends emerging and every industry has trends. Real estate has ones that impact them such as interior design or maybe landscaping. These can be great things that agents can use as well, can't they? Absolutely. It again positions them as people who know what's going on in the market. And um, from a from a selling perspective, people are, sorry, as a buyer looking at an agent who's selling and they're aware of trends. Um, it's really nice to understand that someone else has got an eye on this. It's usually something as a trend. It's usually something that helps you connect as well. You look at it, they're telling you something and you're like, oh yeah, I know that. I feel like I've got, I understand that they know and I know and we're in this together. And I think that um, specifically, obviously in, in residential, you know, when you're buying a home, you like to imagine how you might live in it and it's nice to see and understand how the home that you're moving into or um, selling how it actually is a part of those trends you know trends are there because they engage larger um, parts of society so it's nice to always be able to tap into that um, it, again it also gives you currency too it's a reason to be able to surface thing at a certain something at a certain time um, another reason to reach out to your customers and say hey I know a thing and he, I'm sharing with you. Excellent and this brings us on to tips because tips are always pretty hot content so tips for again it's tips for maybe how to style your home tips for um decluttering perhaps refreshing your garden so this is the real you know this is based on your faqs often and these can be incredibly valuable so how often should should agents be tapping into tips and sharing their insight that way it's so great for that um a reason to continue to speak to people so probably not uh 
again, treat it like FAQs is something that lives there all the time. Tips is the reason to kind of just reach out and go, hey, it's a it's a way of going, hey, don't forget about me, but I'm not just telling you I'm here. I'm giving you something that helps you engage with me. When um, agents are looking for, God, how do I keep doing this over and over again? Just a simple tip. Not every single piece of content needs to be a big, long read that, read that people talk about all the time. Tips and tricks are a really hard, like a really quick and easy way to put something in social that you could actually schedule over the whole week. There's lots of great scheduling tools which you could kind of go right these are my six tips for the week I schedule them over the week and then I actually don't have to think about it again I can just literally put a tip and trick out there that just keeps you on their radar and um, I think we all understand with social platforms now that you some consistency and regularity in the way you're posting and what you're doing is rewarded so tips and tricks are a really great way to be able to make sure that social platforms know you're there they register you as someone who actually engages in their platform and probably rewards you for it. Brilliant and simple to put together as well. It can be quick. It can be easy. Yeah, absolutely. Don't overthink it. You already know what it is. Just find the most direct way to um, help people understand that there's something that they can quickly do and it doesn't have to be hard for them either. Tips helps you. It Tips and tricks do want to do two things. They help position you as someone who knows something, but they also help the other person continue to clear hurdles or barriers that might be getting in their way to move forward. Love it. Brilliant. Okay. The property story, and this is often I feel just missed um, when it comes to marketing in real estate. So every property has a story. They have families behind them, sellers and buyers, and and these, and some have history. So is that something that they can occasionally tap into and use? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that it's a really powerful weapon if used the right way. So it's a great thing to have um, ready. And I think that be careful about it. Like this is one of those things where we say don't try and be all things to all people. The reality is, is that actually that will take you a bit more time to craft and you might need a bit of help to get it right. It also might be the kind of thing that you might want to go down the path of perhaps um, a bit more of a video approach or something like that. And so therefore I go, you know, make sure you choose houses that have a story that it's going to, that's really going to tap into the audience you're after. So if, again, if you're in a kind of people are looking for a lovely suburban family home, make sure you're choosing a story that does exactly that. So I think it's one of those things that's really powerful, but use it the right way. Absolutely. Um, A little history. So what's the story behind your agency? And this can be told in a nice way. You don't want to talk all the time about yourself, but um, there's ways, there's interesting stories behind real estate agencies and how they came to be. Absolutely. Again, people buy from people, even if it's B2B or if it's residential and consumers or whatever, at the end of the day, people buy from people and people want to care about why more and more we see people wanting to understand the businesses that we engage with. So in the same way with products, we want to understand that it's something that we value and has similar values to us. So that's really powerful. Um, being really clear about why as an agency you exist and what makes what drives you guys and what makes you tick and especially if you have any kind of if you're doing any kind of sustainability work or if you're doing anything that is about giving back to the community there has literally never been a time where that can be as valuable as it is now people are looking for more meaning from the businesses they work with um, and in the same way for the businesses they work for but then also the businesses they work with it's really important to tell that story. Excellent. That's so true. Um, Inspiration. And this one's great for your visual platform. So your Instagram and things like that. If you're in a property, all these Lux listing style properties or those luxury places, this is where you can really start to use that and showcase beautiful spaces, isn't it? So what other, you know, how do we use inspiration? 
and a great way to connect the trends. So when we were talking about trends, about, you know, being able to, for example, you've got lots of images of properties. If you've got the right permissions, you can go, look how amazing these kind of light treatments are or look at the ways like being able to use the fact that people are dreaming. They want to have a home that they, you know, there's so much aspiration that goes with property. Give them those shots that they dream of and it might not be the house they're in, but it might be the thing that they're aiming for in their next house or even the one after that. Engaging, like I think, you know, you've got those people who just engage with property and they love it. You want to keep them going so that when they do get to the next phase, that you're the people who have helped them along the way, keep their dreams alive. Absolutely. And that stuff totally makes my cake. I can look at inspirational property stuff from dusk till dawn. <laughs> Me too. Oh, great. I love it. I can look at like, oh my God, like, you know, I love a cushion, love all the cushions. And also just like finding little, one of the things that we used to always find in interiors was little pockets in a home. That's like a little nook where it's either a functional thing, like especially now with like working from home, um, a little um, functional area of a home is often like, oh God, yes, definitely. I'm definitely going to include that next time. A little spot for a chair where it's in the sun, like, you know, activating a little sun trap in your home, those kinds of things are so um it's often the thing that you don't get to and so um it's people mostly love to absolutely look at that <laughs> like a, an occasional chair seems to be a real hot spot for everyone it absolutely and i do not have one but i desperately need one um and we'll round it out now with the last two so business announcement and i'd argue you know it shouldn't always be a business announcement appearing on your socials or on your website that's really boring and it's very much about you not your audience but there is space to include it every now and then isn't there Oh, absolutely. Um, again, when we talk about like authenticity and authority and building up what your brand is, um, while people totally want nice trend things and they want to know you as a human, they also do want to have respect for the fact that you are a, a fully functioning business who has who have updates and that sort of stuff. Again, it adds a different level of authenticity and authority to your business. Just, I guess, be sparing and still have a view to does this matter to my to, to my customer? Do they care? Like if if there's actually no benefit for your audience, maybe send it in an email to the people who need to know it. And still, absolutely make sure that it is something that is useful to your audience. And the last one that we'll come to, and this is tip number fifteen, is an insight into your culture. Now we know inside the real estate industry, culture is critical, but there can be a misconception about who real estates are and real estate agents are and how they operate from the outside world. So. How can you use an insight into your culture to build a rapport with an audience? I think the natural cult, like culture is an interesting question. So I think the natural way to show who you guys are as agents and how you operate, um, the, the, most seamless obvious touch point is the intersection so those kind of nice moments of your a couple of your team members who are you know putting the sold sign on and those kinds of things it's a nice intersection it still gives people you still have a moment in time to see how you engage with your peers or how you engage with your clients um, which is a nice entry point and then I think the team team um, scenarios are great and it's a nice social scenario um, often volunteer programs where you're doing it as a team is a pretty good entry point that's most people again want to believe that as a business you guys are doing things for the greater good um get really careful with social it's definitely it's this is a fine this is walking a knife's edge here um don't hand the social keys over to anybody else in your team who may post you know <laughs> social is great but it also once it's there it's a bit hard to take down so um carefully crafted cultural content is great. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing it on the spot. It's not one of those things that I, I think I wouldn't be someone who would recommend live. I think always if you're going to showcase some of what your team do as a culture, 
capture it and then have a think about later on what the best way to package it up is. That's great. That's really, really good advice. Okay, so now we've given people 15 tips. Let's. Do you have to do it yourself? Should you do, do it yourself or, or is this an opportunity to have an expert brought in? Look, you know, <laughs> I am always in the interest of helping people save time and what I would say is that absolutely um, content can be a bit of a beast and so sometimes um, there will be definitely things that you can do and, for example, in social um, you can still control that there's lots of things that you can do um, yourself but I, I would say by and large, you know, this is what people like I do all day, every day. We are very streamlined. We turn content around quickly. You tend to get more bang for your buck if you do get someone who does it all the time. Um, whereas it might, for example, and what we find is a really basic strategy is really good. So you go, right, what am I going to try and do? What's too much? What's not enough? make that plan and then divide and conquer. Like you can do stuff yourself. We, we are really easy to engage with. We can do things occasionally. We can do things on, we can help you build your strategy plan. That's what we offer as well. I'm a nerd for making a plan for content. It's what I've done my whole life. Um, and, you know, knowing how much I can bite off and get done. Um, and I do think that um, often if you do it by yourself, it doesn't get done. And that would be my only watch out is that if it's, if it's getting in the way of you doing it, like I said, your customers actually expect it. So you, I would value it as a thing. It's a really powerful tool in your brand marketing. All of your content marketing is so important now at every stage of the decision-making process. Um, don't leave it up to chance. That's what I would say. Sometimes you actually need someone else to deliver it for you and how much you outsource versus insource is a, is a very broad range. Talk to me about what News Corp does. So how do you get involved and help agents with content? Yeah, look, we, you can engage us with us in many different ways. We have a set of products that you can purchase, which is a certain amount of articles or videos, or um, and we have some of the categories that we just spoke about, which is there's some kind of more utility content or there's videos, which helps with um, some of the agent profiles and stuff. We, we do all of that for agents to help them either get started or get a sense of why you would do that. We do also offer content services. So you can come to us and go, hey, I don't even know where to start. Can you help me? And we sit with you for a little while, get to know you, you get a bit of a sense of, okay, how much do you want to do this? We're really used to dealing with any budget, small and large. We have every kind of client, many, many, many clients of News Corp. I've dealt with them all. Um, and so we just get to know your business and go, okay, well, here's what we think you could do based on here's the stuff that we think you could do internally. Here's the stuff that we think we could help you with. Um, really straightforward conversation. And then you can tell us where you're at. So you can engage us on many levels. We are, um, like I said, I, I have all the passion for clients' own, you know, real estate agents own content that I used to have for my own brand. So you want to engage with someone who cares about that. The thing I guess to remember about content is it's not just creating and crafting pieces. I've, one of the important things is that it also extends to SEO and maximizing your exposure. And then we won't go into SEO today because it's a complex beast in itself. But let's talk about scaling and maximizing your content. So how do you repurpose it? And once you have it, use it to best effect. Totally. And, and knowing that from the outset is where you're going to get the most value. So as part of that kind of light touch, you know, upfront content strategy, um, I think part of it is knowing um, that you don't have to break, you don't have to start from scratch every time. So understanding like what's the most valuable stuff. So things like those FAQs, um, we sort of talk about creating a valuable, like a content cluster. So what is the stuff that you know is going to be really important? Create that once, invest some time in it, possibly get someone to help you work with it because it's going to live there a long time. Get that bit right. 
Um, and then what you want to know is, okay, once I do that, what are the different ways that I can surface it into my social platforms? And again, that is often resurfacing something based on currency. You don't want to rewrite an article with a slightly different intro that then duplicates. When you create that really great foundational content, it, it allows Google to understand that you're a reputable source of information. So you want it to sit there and live there and be a bit evergreen. That's really important. And then some of your social channels, that's sort of the place that you can tackle things that probably aren't quite so timely. So know that you've got a really great well of content. You can cut and dice it lots of different ways and serve it in different ways. And then know what of your content you do on the fly. It kind of, it comes and goes and that's okay. But what you're actually doing is using the best new updates of social platforms because that's where your customers are. Like you want to make sure that the content you've got doesn't just sit on your website and no one finds it. You need to put it in places where your audience are going to do that. But that doesn't mean starting again. It means repurposing it in a really meaningful way. Absolutely. And you mentioned dice and dice. So you can have, say you've written a, a blog, for example, you can cut that in five different ways, if it, particularly totally. if, if it's topical. So yeah. the other thing is how do I make my content? How do I establish a voice? Like every, every, every brand has a voice. How do I go about defining mine and making it recognisable? Start with questioning is it a person's voice? In which case it's quite straightforward. You're moving on someone. If it's your own voice, don't try and overthink it. Don't try and be someone you're not. It gets tiring and then it becomes inauthentic. So if you're an agent who actually is comfortable with your voice and what you say is actually, you know, start with what it is. Don't try and write to be someone else. Be you. It's always the thing that's going to land. It's also going to be the thing that's most consistent. Um, if you're talking from an agency voice and you have a kind of um, you want to create a voice in which uh, is consistent across perhaps across agents or speaks a certain way to your audience because you're trying to um, target a certain type of audience or a clientele, um, I think what's important is doing it just a really careful setup, like just a very quick setup in the beginning, which is if you're going to hand if you're going to have people creating content, maybe multiple people creating for one voice, um, just set up a little. Um, document that has some guidelines. Like we do say this, we don't say that. Here's some examples. What we call of it is the tone of voice document. And it's just things like, we do use these words, we don't use these. Um, it kind of paints a picture of who you are. So you, you sort of say what you are. You like, you know, we're, um, we're friendly, we're accessible, we're helpful. And then we also say what we're not, which is we're not elitist, we're not. And, and each of those things, it's, it's usually, each of the things are, you just create the thing that's appropriate for you for your agency and it doesn't mean that um it doesn't mean that being a latest is not the right thing it just has to be aligned to who you guys are you set that up and then anybody who writes on your behalf they just have it front and center so they remember what that is it helps you with consistency um and just making sure that um you know who you want to sound like and who you want to be love it and it's again it's it's part of defining a usp so this is my unique yeah, yeah. Okay. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It's not a lot of work. It's not big documents that are in Google presentations. It's a Word document with some stuff. Like make the time to do it because it'll actually set you up for a much better outcome. Love it. Great advice. On the subject of advice, do you have any tips or tools to make creating content really easy? Some of the really basic things like Grammarly. Like you make sure that you've got, you, they, there are free subscriptions. It doesn't have to cost you anything. Attention to detail to make sure that things look right is important. Um, you know, language is one of those things that if you don't really pay attention to it, it actually tends to grate. <laughs> so take the time to make sure that you haven't got <laughs> silly typos. Um, as I said, don't try and do so much that you actually then up, end up doing everything badly. 
be strategic, do a few small things really well, and then over time grow it. Don't try and tackle everything all at once. Otherwise, um, in the same way consumers and customers, et cetera, really want content, what they also want is content that's good. They don't want stuff that's half-baked and no thank you. And if you're not comfortable, bring in someone to help you with it. Correct. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> um, even even all of my people we have still have to do all those things to make sure it's good content, like good, terrible content. And because because so many people are making content now, everyone also has an opinion whether it's good enough or not. And that doesn't mean um, super high production levels. It doesn't mean like what's so great about platforms like TikTok is that it can be really lo-fi and that's great. Just know what it is you're trying to do. If you're trying to do something that's quite, um, you know, if it's something that's supposed to give you some authenticity and it's quite, if it's something that you feel should be polished, invest in it. If it's something that's on the fly and actually is part of who you are as an agent, that it is a bit on the fly, that's totally fine. Just have a plan before you go into it. Yeah. Brilliant advice. Okay. So how do I use my content to work with the media? And you're the best person to talk to about this because you bridge both sides here. So I've got a bank of content. How does that help me work with the media? Um, I think mostly understand uh, if if you've got something again, that's going to help media, <laughs> you know, people are pretty stretched. We're stretched as well. You've got, you know, there's people are trying to get a lot of stuff done. So again, be helpful when you reach out to media or you're wanting someone to pick something up, tell them why it's of interest to them, tell you, tell them what you're offering. Um, and, and, assume that they're going to be busy. So give them an email that tells them why it's useful and make it really simple for it to understand what you're offering. Um, and, and quality is helpful on that level too. Like if you, if you are sharing something, make sure that it's something that they are going to want to be proud to then reshare or resurface in their own channels. Absolutely. And some of those ideas that we came up with as well can be the pillars for the media to turn to. So if we are talking about that interesting property story or that incredible staff profile or. Oh, totally. They are looking for stories all the time. If you've got a good story, don't bury the lead <laughs> tell them I've got a really great story for you it's really unique it's not the same as all the other things you will have heard today and then really clearly bullet point like bullet points are really good um, in communicating things quickly a really long and drawn out very prosaic email is probably not going to be it it's bullet points here's why you care here's some images reach out to me if it's of interest and they'll probably take the bait Fantastic. Claire, I'm going to let you go because I'm sure you have lots of content to produce today. So many pies to talk to. <laughs> Before I do, um, two final questions. The first is not all news is good news. So how can um, agents use content and their own channels to control the narrative? When, when things hit the fan, how can content help them? Uh, making a preemptive strike is important. So don't let the first time you talk or kind of want to talk about the good things you do be on the back of something that perhaps went wrong. Um, it's it's good to make sure you've got a bank of content that actually already surfaces the good things you do. Um, so when people go back to look, they don't, they sort of, you know, possibly hear about something terrible happening and then they go and under, try to understand a bit more about your business and like, oh, all of a sudden they're telling us all the good stuff they do. So ha have a plan, <laughs> have already be doing that. Um, and then also tackling things head on I, I would usually recommend so actually not necessarily trying to pretend something's not happening you can talk about what's happening um, if there's a way for you to address it in a way that you can say taking ownership for what it is actually putting something well crafted out there once and then moving on and again trying to get back on track of the things that you do do that you do really well um, seems to be I mean PR people are probably better at making recommendations on this however from a content perspective just I would say don't don't let the first time you start to create content be on the back of something that's gone wrong. Absolutely. Really, really good point. 
Okay, we asked this final question of all our guests. You've given us such an incredible wealth of insight and I really appreciate your time today. Um, is there one final piece of advice or key takeaway that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Yes, content is so fun and it surfaces what you do. Everyone does it all day, every day by telling each other stories. Content is telling stories. You tell your friends stories all day, every day. You tell your partners how your day went. Activate the stuff that's easy and actually speaks to your audience, the stuff that other people are interested in. And don't overcomplicate it because, again, people really want it and you have it. You've got great stories, so you should really try to tell them. That is fantastic advice. It has been so much fun talking content with you today. It's been an absolute blast. Love it. I would like to thank you again for your time. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Claire Bradley. Hi, thanks so much for the chat. I really enjoyed it too. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com. 